Evening, Bucks Nation. Uh, we are back with another Real Bucks Talk episode. Uh, join, as always, my co-host Mark Ramirez, and it's it's good to be back talking some Bucks football. And we're only a week away, or less than a week away, from the NFL draft. So I know we're excited about that, Mark. I know you're you're ready. Um, you know, for next week, it's going to be pretty fun. Absolutely. I mean, this is the the nitty gritty of everything right now. It's like, everyone's already stressing. It's time to actually enjoy and see our team pick someone instead of just getting hyped up about news of Tom Brady and we're grabbing every little headline news like O.J. Howard's trade possibility. We could be trading up possibility. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going rumored around, but you just can't wait till the actual day. And that's, that's going to be fun for all of us. I mean, getting away from all the stressful stuff, like I said. But where do you want to start? Do you want to start with O.J. Howard talk? Yeah, we can start there. I mean, you know, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of rumors going around. I mean, it's smokescreen season, so you're going to hear a lot of talk about, you know, certain things. But, you know, most of it's probably not going to be true. Um, you know, some things might come to fruition. But, you know, as far as OJ, I mean, I, I can see where, you know, they could possibly potentially move them. But it just depends on compensation, you know, what they're going to re- return back or um, – but – you know, I think OJ is going to stay. I don't. I don't really see him um, being moved at this time. But you, you never know. I mean, there could be offers. You know, come draft day. So you think he stays, but do you think he should stay? I mean, I know what I my opinion, but I want to hear yours first. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he. I think he should be on the team. You know, I think they want to have the best roster. You know, put forward, and I think he's a guy that can. You know, I think he can play very well. And, and I think a guy with, you know, Tom Brady at his disposal, I think will make him an even better player. And, you know, maybe if he doesn't have to stay in and block as much as he did last year, I mean, maybe he can be utilized in a more effective and efficient way. I mean, to me, you don't sell low on a player. I mean, that's just giving up on the guy way too early. I mean, he's 24, 25, I believe. I mean, right. What? People are like, oh, no, you got to get rid of him now. I mean, it makes most sense. To me, it makes zero sense to get rid of him right now. He, he had a bad year. I mean, maybe last year when he his potential was starting to show because Ryan Fitzpatrick was throwing him the ball on time, jump balls and stuff like that. I think Tom Brady knows how to use tight ends like O.J. Howard. He's shown he knows how to do it. Knows how to use the size of a player, the just mismatch central. I mean, I think he's going to thrive with us. Is it? more them kind of offering him up on a on like a damn string saying guys give me the best you want i mean if it feel hell if it's a first round pick i'm jumping at it mm-hmm. if it's a second round pick maybe third round no i wouldn't do that i mean i'd keep him i mean surround tom brady with everything he wants and if if he thinks it's just wide receivers he needs okay but why there's no reason to get rid of him i would say unless you really think you there's an asset you can get, maybe trading up for a quarterback in the back of the first round, maybe getting like that pass-catching running back that everyone wants. I mean, it just matters what you're getting. But for me, I think you should keep him. Use everything that he has, his skill, his his size, his speed, total mismatch, like we were just saying. I mean, there's just no point to get rid of him. And unless the return is great, hold on. I mean, I think it's just them smoke screens like you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I think it's, it's just, you know, you know trying, trying to, to gauge, gauge the value of a player and, and, and you, know, you know, maybe, maybe see what, what the potential return is out there. And, and you, know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they, they get lucky and, and, and some team, you know, overpays. overpays but, but, you know, for, you know, for the, the most part, part, I think they're going to, you know, know, just keep keep them on board and go forward and utilize, you know, Cameron Brayton and OJ more effectively than they did, you know, say last season. Yeah, so there was a question in the chat. He said, "Who is Beef Tongue?" He said, "Who's a better blocker, Hudson or OJ Howard?" What you take? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's, that's OJ Howard. OJ's, OJ's a pretty, pretty good, good blocker, blocker and <clears throat> he's, he's a, a he's, he's a pretty, pretty complete, complete tight end, end you know, you know on, on on pretty much all accounts. So yeah, OJ for sure. Yeah, I mean I agree with that. OJ's always going to be the better blocker. Hudson didn't do well blocking at all last year. So again very limited snaps in preseason what you saw against third teamers he didn't block well 
So, I mean, you're going to put them out there against number ones? No. Oh, that goes bad. That was me. It should be fixed now. Yet again, Mark shits the bed. It's <laughs> Every time we try and switch something up, it messes up. But it should be good now. Let the delay go, guys. My bad. Four minutes in this time. Damn. But uh, going on, more about OJ. So if we do trade him, let's see. So, yeah, that was the latest rumors. Let's move over to actual landing spots people were talking about. So, oh, good thing I changed it. <laughs> so the top five places were the Redskins, obviously because they're just depleted everywhere. They don't really have much. It's like a bunch of top two were Bengals, obviously to get Joe Burrow uh, an option to pass to. Washington Redskins, Dwayne Haskins, if he's the quarterback of the future. And then you start getting the good teams, so like Green Bay and the Patriots. New England had the most, what I guess you would say, rumors last year. But yeah. I thought it was just because they were trying to get weapons for Tom Brady. But now Tom Brady's here with a guy that they were probably looking to get for him. So of all these teams, who would you think is most likely? They put Redskins first. Who do you think? Yeah, I mean Redskins. Redskins makes sense, um, you know, because I think Jordan Reed is is out, right? You know, or injured, or um, so, you know, that makes possible sense. You look at um, Green Bay. I think Green Bay would make a lot of sense, you know, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, obviously the Patriots. Um, so, I mean, there's options, but again, you just gotta look at you know potential as far as draft picks. I mean, I could see. You know, if they, if they can get like a second and, you know, maybe a fourth or something like along those lines, I think you have to consider it. Um, probably not going to get a first round pick for, for OJ right now. You know, the value is just not, you know, high enough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be options, uh, you know, that maybe come back to the Bucks and they're like, okay, let's, let's you know, see if we can work something out. But right now I think he, he's going to be here uh, going forward. So. Um, everyone can, uh, I think, relax and. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. What <laughs> uh, I was going to say, so, like, looking at the trades that you've seen in the offseason so far, I mean, the Texans are just giving away picks. I mean, and then. Well, they don't have a GM. I mean, <laughs> they have a head coach that thinks he's a GM and, and they're not running the proper channels through their you know organization and they're just pretty much running a wild wild west show out there with uh houston so that but then also so what, what did the bills trade for to get uh stefan dix uh i think they traded a first yeah first round pick i mean that's yeah, a traded... way more proven player and established player but i mean yeah hey, if you have a really big need for a freak tight end that you think can help your quarterback out. I mean, that that's your guy, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can see where the Bucks are thinking to get rid of him just because, not get rid of him, but get what you can most for him because look who's behind him. You have Brate, you have Tanner Hudson, who Beef Tongue mentioned earlier. You have that um, McElroy, what was his first name? Tanner McElroy? What is it? I McElroy. think it's Cody. Cody McElroy. Yeah. Austin, or Austin Claire. I mean, you got loads of talent behind him. Obviously, Light knows how to find talent at that position. And then Trey Burton getting cut by the Bears just recently. I mean, could that be another option? A guy that wants to take a pay cut to play with Tom Brady? I mean, there's so many options there. So mm-hmm. why hold on to such a glutton of tight ends when you can just get rid of one and the talent drop isn't as low? Because you can get a blocker in Auclair, receiver in Brate, and then you don't – we saw what Tanner Hudson could do in preseason. If he can just mature even more, I mean, you're just – you're stacked at tight end almost. So is OJ really worth it is the question. To me, he is, but especially you don't have to get rid of him. Sell high. I would wait till next year. Mm-hmm. Drew Thorlison yeah. said a first, fifth, and a sixth, and 2021 fourth for Diggs and a seventh. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot of cheddar cheese. <laughs> but, but, I mean, what? the last thing on OJ, take it away. No, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think you, you got to hold on to him for now. And, you know, if you can't get, you know, proper value back in return, I think you just, you go into the season and, and see what happens. And then maybe next, you know, next season when he has his option year, you know, maybe you look at, you know, potentially moving on. But right now I think he's just too talented to give up on um, so quickly. No, I agree. And then, so let's go on to the next news of the day. This is, Daniel Jeremiah, this is on Buccaneers.com, actually. 
talking about how the Bucks might be more eager to trade up for a specific offensive tackle. Hmm. So Daniel Jeremiah sees it as a top three. He doesn't see it as a top four. Like, yeah, we've been saying big four. Jeremiah says, I have a three guys up there. And his three are Becton, obviously Jedrick Wills, who we really like. I don't know where it's at, but he said Jedrick Wills. And then his third is Works. He said he has a Thomas fourth, and then he says it's a wider margin. Oh, right, here it is. Yeah, Wills is tenth, Works is thirteenth, and then Andrew Thomas drops to eighteen. So I mean, what do you think of the possibilities of trading up? Obviously, he's saying for an offensive lineman, but mm-hmm. what do, what is your point of view on that? We've been touching on it a little bit, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think we touched on it, you know, last podcast, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. I think, you know, especially with the way the draft is going to be conducted this year and, you know, given the, the certain situations, I think it's definitely possible that, you know, they could potentially, you know, move up. And, you know, especially if the cost is low, you know, if you're only giving up a third or a fourth round pick, I think it's it's definitely possible that, you know, they could trade up. And, you know, but remember, they have two fourth round picks. So if they want to give up those picks there, you know, just to move up a few spots, I think, it's it's definitely in the cards. It just depends on you know what kind of costs can you, you know, um, match up with as far as your potential suitors. You know, you have Arizona Cardinals at eight. You know, there's relationships there with Steve Kime and Jason Light, so it's definitely a possibility. I know we've made. I, I think he's got friends in Jacksonville as well, so they're at nine. So those are two teams that you could look at and say, hey, okay. You know, maybe you can move up to those spots, and then you have your pick of the litter as far as offensive tackles. I just so I mean, you've heard, but I don't, I don't see it oh, likely. Okay. I don't see jump. it likely. Okay, I was gonna, yeah, jump down your throat on that one. A bit. Ho ho ho! <laughs> I mean, this is I all mean, speculation. I mean, everyone exactly. thinks that they should trade up. Yeah. I mean, then again, you have. Uh, Bruce Arian saying, yeah, if you're taking a tackle in the first round, you're taking it for the next coach, right? Mm. So there's that point. Then he's also been on record also saying that college linemen come in below average just because they aren't ready for the NFL game. They're always playing up high ready or a spread offense. Like they're not they're not just physically ready, mentally reps. Like they don't take a traditional pro cell offense anymore. So if you're looking at the top guys, what Iowa Iowa's works, that's really only well, I guess Jedrick Wills, but I don't see him being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beckton still has a lot to, to learn. He may go high just based off of potential. Thomas, I guess, no, I guess he they ran a pro style. But, I mean, you're drafting your in the top 10 if you say you're trading up for a right tackle. I just, I don't see it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Jack Conklin went there, but now he's on another damn team. Yeah. Obviously, he wasn't good enough for that second contract. So, I mean... Why not just take best player available or trade down, then get your left left tackle of the future, like people I want to call it. But it's just it's not to me smart to trade up all that capital right now. Specific specifically if you're putting all your eggs in one basket of Tom Brady for two yeah. years, and you don't know what's after that. That was everyone's concern when we got rid of Winston. Like, oh hell, now now we have no future. Okay. For the time being, it hasn't even been a full off season yet. Yes, we don't have anyone behind him yet. Should we draft someone in this class? Yeah. People say wait for next year. I don't think we should wait for next year. I mean, what if Brady's one one and done? So, do we like someone else? Trill G Boy Two said OJ in a second for a first round pick. I would assume he's trying to say trade up for a late round first quarter, first round quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all possibilities. I mean, this is the fun, crazy hecticness of draft season and just wheeling and dealing (laughs) but I mean to me no if you trade up for offensive linemen specifically your right tackle it's a bad bad mood bad mood put me in a bad mood and it's a bad move (laughs) and also Beef Tongue said trade up for Tua maybe and he he was laughing about it Mm. yeah I mean I'd be okay with that but (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I, I, I agree. I, you know, I look at it and Sorry to again, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Um, again, it's, it's smokescreen season. Like I was saying, you know, there's rumors that we're trading down. There's, there's rumors that we're trading up. So, you know, what, what is the real truth here? 
you know, I'm leaning towards trading down just because of, you know, who the Bucks have shown interest in. And I think they are looking to add, you know, more depth and more pieces around, like you said, Tom Brady, also the defense and making sure they have a more complete roster. So, you know, and especially with the limited, uh, you know, off season training that this, you know, teams are going to have together. Um, you're, you're going to want guys that are ready now and, and ready to go. And so I would, I would say they're going to be, you know, staying at 14 for the most part. But again, if like a Jedrick Wills, you know, falls to a certain number and they can move up, let's say they move up to like 11 with like the Jets, you're only moving up a couple of spots and, uh, you know, maybe they go after Jedrick Wills. I mean, that could be their guy, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see again, a, a lot of stuff is going around and we're going to find out what the truth is uh, very soon. Yeah. So troll G boy two said again, he said, I would stay at 14. If a top tackle doesn't fall back, fall trade back and pick up an offensive tackle from Houston. He's talking Josh Jones. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a smart move. I mean, that's thinking of your team's longevity. That's thinking of your future. That's working. The board is picking up picks. I mean, that that is a Jason Light move. He did. He's done that before. He's never traded up really in the first round. No. So why why are we thinking we're going to do that just because we have Tom Brady now? I mean, it doesn't change what you're doing in building a team. I mean, he still has to do his job. Just because Tom Brady's there does not mean oh, give the keys off to Tom Brady or he loses his right to make decisions. So yeah, that is logical. That's that's how we should be thinking if we're going all in right now. I mean. I know Robert Green hates that concept, that concept or idea. Oh, all in this year or all in next year. Mm-hmm. It really, to me, you're all in every year. I mean, every every player and every team's going to say, "No, we're playing for the championship every year," unless you're just a loser. So, <laughs> I mean, just to me, stay at 14. If if the top receiver is there, hell, if if damn Jerry Judy is there or C.D. Lamb. I would not be upset at all. Let's just be honest. I mean, that's the top of the top of this draft. Like, those two guys are the highest in that. If you have the best receiver in a deep-ass class, awesome. And then get your tackle in the second round. Or if one of them are there, you have an even bigger bargaining chip for someone to trade up. So, to me, I I think we stay at 14 or we trade back. I I don't see an option of trading up. If we do, Jesus, it it better be the right guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i mean i think you you want the right guard the right guy regardless as far as you know trading up or trading down so um yeah i mean it's going to be interesting but again you know don't i would just caution you know fans to just make sure you you know understand what you're reading because a lot of things are thrown out out at this time and um you know don't don't overreact to you know said rumors right now because a lot of it could be uh you know false before getting on here, I just read on Twitter that the Patriots traded up to the number three overall pick with the Lions. <laughs> and then it was like per source. And it was like, people were like, oh, is this true? No. no I mean, if the if Adam Schefter said it, oh, hell yeah, that's true. But even, <laughs> even with that, like I was scared as shit thinking Tom Brady wasn't going to come here, even though he said he was. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> hey, you never know. So But... You said you would trade up for Tua, though. Is that true? I'd be, I'd be interested. Yeah, I think Tua is the best quarterback in the class. You know, if he's deemed healthy. Um, but again, I mean, he could very well fall. I mean, that's another rumor. But I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I think quarterback for the Bucks in this draft. I think they're going to be very selective, um, and it has to be the right time and the right guy uh, available for them to make the selection. So. We, we will see as far as, you know, what their true intention, intentions are as far as drafting quarterback this year. But I'm not going to be upset if they don't, and I'll be happy if they do. You know, either way, you know, I understand their decision as far as if they don't draft a quarterback or if they do. Because, again, it depends on having the right guy there. And if he's not there, then, you know, don't waste a pick on a, on a quarterback that you don't think is going to be the guy going forward and in the future. I mean, I wouldn't trade up for Tua just based on those injury concerns. I think he will fall based on that. I don't think he's going to go second overall like some people have been saying. That's, again, smokescreen. 
But if he's there at 14, it, it'd be it'd be a strong debate, I would assume. <laughs> I mean, just based on what he can do on the field, mm-hmm. it's special. I mean, if you can have a year learning behind Tom Brady, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, but then people are like, oh, then what the hell? You're not going to help Tom? Tom came to this team because he knows it's already ready to win now. Mm-hmm. So... Really, you just need competence at that right tackle position. Maybe Joe Haig is competent enough just to hold on enough. And then if you have O.J. Howard, who was already blocking last year, giving a couple chips here and there. Yep. Right? I mean, is he... Let's see. Is Joe Haig worse than DeMar Dotson? That's the thing. Or is it about the same? It's about the same. Then let's let's run and just find some serviceable serviceable backup later in the Mm -hmm. draft or... undrafted free agent hell I don't know like anything you can find just to to go but mm-hmm. the options are all there I mean crazy yeah yeah I mean I don't I don't see Tua going past the Chargers at six but it'll be interesting I mean we're you know there's rumors out there saying like all the mock drafts are pretty much wrong so <laughs> we could see a lot we could see a lot of un- unexpected you know moves um you know coming up next week so should be interesting, you know. Hopefully, there's no, uh, you know, hacking or anything of that nature. So, well, speaking of that, actually, so Drew sent me this earlier about the draft. So Drew mm-hmm. Donaldson, that's on the chat, about how it's like. So why is the draft still happening right now? What's the rush? Because it's the NFL. They they want to get all the viewers. Okay, guys. But so the draft process, how is it going to work? So obviously, the IT's there, like you were mentioning. They don't want to get hacked. Joe Harbaugh right. had Harbaugh had that, I guess, concern. Yeah, expressed a concern about cybersecurity, saying, "No one is going to hack into your system. Stop it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can uh, see their concerns. I mean, this is something that's never been done. It's usually walk up to the podium, he calls the pick, and that's it. Like, uh, hey, it's gonna be totally different. I didn't watch this video yet, but I'm anxious too. It's. Uh, the GM for the Falcons, Dimitrioff, Thomas Dimitrioff, showing how it is actually going to work. So he's in his actual damn room with just normal headphones. This isn't like high tech as all at all. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Goodell is in his damn basement. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, I think it's going to be madness. I don't think it's going to be right. <laughs> so will each general manager make the pick? Like we mentioned on the last podcast, it's like they have their own guy, but they could also make it. I mean, there's way yeah. too many bells and whistles going on. This is on ESPN.com if you all want to see this. Just look up 2020 NFL Draft is going virtual. So for you, do you think it's going to be a madhouse? I mean, I, I think it's going to be interesting. But at the end of the day, I mean, they can still make a phone call. You know, they still have, you know, landlines that they can use. So... Yeah, it should be pretty, for the most part, pretty smooth. I think it's just going to be, it's just going to be different, you know, as far as just the overall approach and stuff. So um, we're going to see something that we just haven't seen before, which is going to be very interesting. So I'm excited for that. And uh, it, it should be, yeah, it should be pretty cool, you know, just to see, you know, what happens. Oh, if you all were wondering, can you boo a Goodell? They are working on ways. <laughs> to incorporate fans to boo submitting videos through an ESPN portal. Guys, we all should, every Buck fan should put a, something in that portal. I mean, when it, the day comes, I'm going to tweet that out or put it in our, and we are live streaming during the draft. We will be drinking. It will be loud and proud. <laughs> but like, we all should do something stupid on that. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be in Vegas. I'm sad. Shut up. We should have been there. But, uh, hey, I mean, Oh, there's more, a couple more questions. But but the draft, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be hectic. Please tune in on our live stream. If you're here now, might as well come Thursday night. Uh, Trill G Boy 2 said again, he said he's scared of Donovan Smith. He will get Brady Hurt. Not a huge fan of his. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I can understand it. Again, you know, Donovan, he, he gets he gets a bad rap sheet. Uh, but when you, when you turn on the tape, he's actually very consistent and, and actually pretty good. You know, I thought he did a good job last season. and uh, But, again, he has those few plays that, you know, he, he decides to either take a play off or he gets beat by, you know, a really good player. So, 
Uh, I, I can understand the criticism, but I, I think he's going to be okay. And especially with, you know, Tom Brady back there, I think he's probably going to, I think the whole offense line is probably going to raise their game to another level. Um, so, I mean, again, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I think he's, I think he's a, a decent left tackle. Uh, I think a lot of it is just, he gets, he gets, uh, you know, criticized because of his contract, first of all. And, um, sometimes inconsistent play but for the most part he is a pretty good left tackle yeah yeah he's he's an average or above average so Mm -hmm. you you see him get beat on occasion everyone's gonna be get beat on occasion like jason pierre's got beat like i mentioned this in the last podcast again like jonathan ogden uh jason peters all these great left tackles you've thought of in the past have all gotten beat they're not joe thomas you can't win a hundred percent of the time right and a lot of the times, either Jameis would have held on to the ball too long, or it was just an all-out blitz, and it's okay. I gotta get my my B gap because I can't let the inside come in. So he's gonna let the outside rusher come. If the quarterback's not reading that, he doesn't read his hot, hot route. Then okay, that's not on the, the offensive lineman. And you've seen in a lot of people say, "Oh, advanced metrics." <laughs> Me with the stupid damn quotes again. But I mean, our offensive line was rated. A little bit above the middle of the pack so our, I've said it our left side actually is pretty good it's just the right side will Kappa take that next step forward and then is this Joe Haig good enough or do we need a replacement is he right. better than Damar Smith or Damar Dotson that's my biggest thing like everyone's thinking we have such a huge hole I agree though because I don't know I've, I haven't seen much on this guy but um uh, don't knock him too much. He does his job. I mean, it's not like it's Caleb Beninock playing left tackle. <laughs> Caleb Beninock was a hell of a worry. I mean, I, I almost weekly put up three or four plays where he would just look like a fool and just out of place. I mean, that that's something to be worried about. Donovan Smith isn't like that. Mm-hmm. He's usually in the way. He just doesn't do the best, okay? So he does serviceable. He's not getting paid number one left tackle, so. Right. All right, so Olsen, uh, Drew Olson said the Falcons GM has three giant TVs set up like a war room. That's awesome. That is freaking awesome. I'm assuming he has his best players going off the board. He'll just cross them out, then probably zooming with scouts and stuff. And I don't know what the hell's going on on that one. <laughs> but uh, also, Trillboy2 said my favorite players in the draft are Swift from Georgia, Thomas, Georgia, and Javon Kinlaw. What do you think about that? Well, he's definitely an SEC fan for sure. I said that uh, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, I, I like those guys as well. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kinlaw, and I think, you know, Andrew Thomas, I think, gets, you know, not enough um, respect. And, and, you know, there's a rumor about Andrew Thomas being, you know, the first offensive tackle off the board in the draft. So, and I, I think he's one of the better players in the draft, so he should get, you know, a, a decent amount of respect. So, but yeah, I, I like those guys. I think DeAndre Swift is another really good player too. So, I mean, DeAndre Swift is supposed to be the first court running back in the draft for some draft uh, scouters, I guess. But mm-hmm. I mean, Thomas to me is more a really good run blocker. Yes, he could potentially learn to pass block. But you can't teach size. Those arms are freakishly long. Ken Law, I think everyone knows we're massive fans I think of he's him. A, I think he's a good pass protector already, and, and Andrew Thomas. Um, you know, again, he struggles a little bit with speed, but, you know, he's, he's got the length to, to oh, match that. No doubt about the length. I mean, yeah. I think, like, I almost want to say this. So, Beckton, yes, he's monster. 6'7", 360. Andrew Thomas is 6'5". I think 320. I mean, mm-hmm. are we just in shock about how big he is and how smooth he can move? I mean, it's two inches. Two inches matter, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but they're I mean, about the same length, I mean. so. I mean, Thomas has longer arms than he has. Yeah, there you go. So, so I, hey, it makes up for it in the length, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Let's keep That's moving forward, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but Beef Tongue said, beginning of the offseason, wasn't Thomas the top offensive lineman guy, or line guy? Yeah, I mean, he, he was the top OT for, you know, the longest of time. And now, 
you know, it's pretty much, you know, it's been hype for Jedrick Wills and it's been hype for, you know, Mekhi Becton, you know, Tristan Wirfs, I think has a lot of good upside, but, you know, Thomas has been very consistent throughout his career at Georgia. It's almost kind of similar to, you know, the Jake Fromm, you know, yeah. discussions and, uh, he, there was rumors of him going first overall in the yeah. middle of the college season. And all right. of a sudden, now he's a third, fourth round pick. Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, Andrew Thomas is, has been nothing but consistent on tape. So I, I don't see where, you know, the criticism comes, but he, he should be, you know, a top 15 player in this draft. I'd be surprised if he falls, you know, to 20 or so. And the only thing I can see where everyone, everyone's talking about is potential moving forward. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, Jedrick Wills is easily the best tackle right now. To me, I think to every evaluator, yes. But everyone's seeing, oh, what five years down the road, how good will he be? Obviously, Becton has all the tools. Tristan Wirfs has a lot of the athleticism and tools. They all have size. It's just, what can you do with the size and strengths that you're given? Wills has it all together right now. What, What makes them say that he's not going to continue to progress and get better. What, what makes them say he's just, he's at his peak. He has a, a low, high floor, low ceiling. He's just right there. Like, I, I don't understand that, that we're, I can see it with Fromm but based on arm strength and escapability. He doesn't have it. Arm right. strength, I disagree, but I can see that aspect. But the left tackle or eventual left tackles, they all look very similar. I mean, the Wills is just very much more consistent than all of them. So I, I if Becton goes before them, I, it just you're drafting based off potential instead of actual play on the field and what you're showing me now. And if you're drafting top ten, you're taking them that high. That's a risk. I'm not going to take that. But <laughs> hey, and then also Beef Tongue said draft Thomas and then Swift. <laughs> So we're going Georgia Bulldogs all day. We don't have any Georgia Bulldogs, do we? On the team. On the on the current roster, no. I I don't believe so. Damn. Jake Fromm in the third. There we go. Shit, could you imagine all Georgia <laughs> draft? <laughs> oh, man. I don't do it. Coleman <laughs> kindly in the fourth. All right, we're ready. Rocking and rolling. Yeah, Fromm yeah. has no arm strength at combine, and Eason showed his cannon. Yeah. So. Good thing you said that. Eason will be our next player breakdown. So, whoosh, surprise given away. <laughs> he does have a cannon. The dude has a, a freaking laser on him. But does he have the capability of breaking down plays, knowing what the defense is going to throw at him, have the balls to throw it deep, even though there's men running in his face? I mean, hey, we'll break that down for you. But overall... Offensive line, I can see if it goes 14th, but uh, I don't know. From I'm I'm high on though. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, moving forward, so I guess let's talk about quarterback. What round would you want a quarterback then? Uh, I mean, I, I like a lot of a lot of guys that could be available in the second and third round. Uh, you know, I like I like Jalen Hurts. I like um, I like Eason um, for 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 the most part, what round? Uh, you know, looking at, you know, Jake Fromm, I'm a, I'm a fan of, obviously. Um, if we're getting into day three, I think, you know, Nate Stanley is, is interesting. You look at um, Anthony Gordon, I think is a popular name, especially among Bucks fans. And he's a guy that can, you know, pretty much throw it off, you know, all angles as far as the field goes. So throw it deep, you can throw it short, medium accuracy is good. So, I mean... I would probably say by the fifth round, you you like to have somebody. Um, James Morgan is another name, you know, that's getting a lot of popularity. So, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Again, I don't want to force it. You know, I don't want to force drafting a quarterback. You know, make sure you have the right guy that you want, you know, going forward. To me, for quarterback, based off of what we just saw with James Winston for five years, he had it all. He had arm strength, escapability. Even though he was goofy, he could escape. He had good awareness of the pocket at times, and then sometimes he'd run into a sack. Right. He had it. He was worthy of a first overall pick. He just didn't continue to mature and grow as a quarterback. And that's something that 
to me, when I'm evaluating the quarterbacks now, I want to see, are they reading it before they throw it? Or are they just trusting their arm and just, oh, I'm going to get it in there? Because you can't do it that way. I mean, you got to be able to outsmart the defense because the defense is going to, they're reactionary. So if you look one way, they're going to go that way and you got to throw the other way. But that doesn't mean that you're always staring down one guy. It doesn't mean that you can't throw that first guy. It's just reading pre-snap and then adjusting post-snap. And I just don't think that Winston had that, and that's something that I'm looking deep into quarterbacks, and that's the reason why I like Fromm a lot, even though a lot of people don't like him because he doesn't have arm strength, quotes again. (laughs) But Drew Brees doesn't have arm strength. Tom Brady supposedly doesn't have arm strength. Peyton Manning sure as hell didn't have arm strength in the Broncos. So, yes, we're talking caliber players are like Hall of Famers, but Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need it. To be successful, if you can read it and throw it to a position before it's there, we've had this argument before. Argument before. I mean, you can throw it really hard in the chest of a defender too, right? Mm-hmm. So, hey, it, it can make up for errors, but if you keep doing that consistently, you're just putting yourself in a bad position. But for me, yeah, I wouldn't take one first round. Obviously, I mean, I'm in that boat of let's get best player available. If two is there, I would debate it, but I don't see him being there. Second, possibly, especially if we do trade OJ. Um, but I'm more of a third or later. And if it's from Anthony Gordon, those same guys you named, Nate Stanley, you can probably get him really late because no one thinks he's good at all. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, like, you read draft uh, evaluators, they're like, backup quarterback at best. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they thought of Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough sometimes, especially the quarterback position. I mean, you're you're not just evaluating talent. You got to evaluate the head, the will. The I mean, Jameis has the will. I mean, you. I, I don't want to uh, down him, but I'm gonna have to again. Like all these videos he has coming out of him working out, he had him like doing I don't know his bear crawls or something, where someone's holding his legs and he's crawling on his arms. And yes, he's always had fire, but dude, how's that going to help you make decisions on the field? I don't want to see, let me see you sitting down in the classroom all dark. You're just staring at a tape, going over it with a coach. Like Mm -hmm. just sit down with Tom Moore. Tom Moore probably will help you out. You're not a Buccaneer right now, but still, hell, reach out for that. I don't care how you're working out. Tom Brady just runs around in the damn beach. Go run around the beach and then go sit in the damn classroom for five hours. Hey, boy, before I, you say the next point, I just want to say, and Jameis has off-the-field issues. Let's not forget about that. And then, so are you saying Malcolm Perry is an option? <laughs> oh, yeah, go, go on about all those points. Go. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I'll be quick. I mean, Jameis is his own guy. I mean, he's been doing the kind of the same routine over the last, you know, several off-seasons. So he's going to he's gonna train how he trains and – you know, that's, that's his decisions. And I'm, you know, he's his own man. So, you know, I wish him the best of luck going forward, but you know, Jameis is not a buck, you know, that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of just over talking about him. I mean, wish him the best, but you know, you got to move on. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, going forward, and I agree with you as far as drafting a quarterback third round or later, um, you know, I know Beef Chunk's a big fan of Malcolm Perry. I, I've seen him, you know, play again. He's kind of like that, you know, option style kind of guy. It looks like he might be going to receiver now. Um, but he's, you know, a versatile guy that could maybe be a slash type of player that could play quarterback, maybe multiple positions. But again, he'll be a late round guy that you can get, you know, maybe late or even undrafted. Yeah, I mean, because he didn't run fast either. I mean, he's, he's some, right. like a guy like, uh, who's the, Ohio State quarterback that ran really fast. He drove by the Texans. Damn it. He went to receiver as well. Braxton. No, not Braxton. Uh, yeah, Braxton, Braxton Miller. Miller. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beast at quarterback I'm at, in, in college. But right. then he moved to wide receiver. He actually didn't look bad his rookie season. Then he just fell off the table. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. injuries or whatever. But, I mean, you can see something like that later rounds. I mean, we have um, – Antoine Randall-L, who could teach him up. I mean, former quarterback himself. Mm-hmm. Pushed into but receiver, so... I think they got a guy... 
Yeah, I think they got a guy on the roster already that they kind of you know think of that way, and, and um, I think Franklin, John, John Franklin. Franklin. So any more cornerback right now? Well, actually, he's he's shifting to offense. It looks like, and really? he might be. Yeah, he might be even playing some potential quarterback. So really, you know. yeah. When did this news break? Well, I was just going. It's going based off his jersey number change. He's changing to number five. It looks like, and 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 maybe you know be potentially playing quarterback slash receiver. So it looks like they're going to try to, yeah. you know, mold him in, you know, into a, you know, gadget type player. Beef tongue, you lost out. <laughs> yeah, because even Bruce Arians was hyping him a lot. Right. But then there's another question in the chat. Matt, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing the last name wrong. Sarudi, I think it is. He says, any tackle would suffice at 14. Hmm. Well, I don't know about any tackle. I mean, obviously... You know, you want to get the best player you can, but yeah, you know, we'll just see. I mean, we'll see what happens as far as um, you know who's available. Again, it, you're not at five this year, so you're at fourteen. You got to wait and see and and see what happens in front of you. And I'm sure the Bucks will make the best choice. Um, you know, if it's Javon Kinlaw or you know Andrew Thomas, I think we'll all be happy with you know either of those selections. And again, it won't be the the popular pick, guys. Mm-hmm. I remember. Stephen Shea, name drop, uh, interviewed John Spitek. He's like, we don't, we don't look for the popular pick. We want the right pick. We're not trying to be cocky about it. We just, for us, we want to get the guy, according to our board, that we think fits the team best. And a lot of people love Cam Akers. I mean, if he's there in the second round, we pick, pick Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, don't be mad. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just how the board falls, according to them, and how they rank players to their system. And yeah, Matt Cerruti, Sur- I'm hoping I'm saying it right, buddy. He said, build the trenches. I fully agree. And that's why we've been saying get defensive tackles like Javon Kinlaw or Derek Brown if he falls. Or, yeah, we're, we're big on the offensive line too. I mean, if one of the best ones are there, take it. But also if you can trade back and the, if they rank the board, that that fourth offensive tackle that is there is not as good as the – fifth offensive tackle and we can still get them later and pick up multiple picks why the hell not right mm-hmm. again this is the fun part of being prepared and i'm hoping yeah we we find like draft day the movie like the jacksonville jaguars get that rookie gm call him up get him on the phone <laughs> give me three picks and just mm-hmm. i just push him into giving away picks uh he said build the trenches then running back in round two or round three I'll let you take that one first. Well, yeah, I, I think they're definitely going to try to address, you know, the lines, and I think they're going to try to add depth there. Running back, I think, obviously, they want someone that can be, you know, versatile versatile back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think you look at Ky- Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I think you also look at, like, Antonio Gibson, I think could be on their radar. So they're going to be looking for, you know, guys like that that can be versatile and make plays. Um, so... And then as far as trenches, I think you want they want big guys that can, you know, move people in the run game and and then, you know, on defensive side push the pocket and, you know, get after the quarterback. So they're they're gonna have uh there's a lot of options. And I think, you know, I think a lot of the teams in this in this draft, they want to, you know, accumulate more picks on day two because the rate the ratings of players are kind of very closer like they're close together. There's not a real big jump once you get from player 25 to player 40. They're kind of all in the same boat. So, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of good value on, on day two that teams are going to want uh, to have. I mean, a lot of the points you've touched on, you know, I, I agree with. We agree a lot on points. And Matt seems to be agreeing too. He says you're saying it right. I mean, he's pretty much saying what we're saying. Build the trenches, then running back round two or three. And just get people to help out Brady make easier decisions, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Give them the time to throw and then get it to the the weapons for them to make plays. Give it to the playmakers so they can make plays. Yeah. And then Trill G-Boy 2 had a question. He said, who's the coach slash GM going forward who would actually be important in drafting a QB? Coach slash GM. I'm not sure what he means I guess, by that. I guess who, depending on who's going to be here, I guess. Uh, who's going the coach forward? GM going forward 
would actually be important in drafting a QB, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, Bruce Arians, I think Byron Leftwich, you know, will have, you know, say on that, you know, Jason Light, I think is going to be here as long as, you know, Bruce Arians is here. Oh, so I think he's saying he was talking about pronouncing his name. <laughs> so I guess he meant like Jason Light. Oh, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, either way, is it important to draft a QB this year or should it be next year? Because that's also yeah, another I, thing people want next year instead of this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I touched on that earlier. I, I just don't want to see the team force it. You know, I, I don't think you have to force a position in any round. Um, and that goes across all positions. You know, take the best player that matches up per need or position um, that fits your team the best and go with that. So, um, you know, as far as drafting a quarterback, you know, I, I would let it just happen naturally. If it if it falls into the right place in the right round and right pick and et cetera, and it, it makes sense, then go ahead and pull the trigger. Sorry, my headphones keep falling out. Um, but uh, and then as far as next year, I mean, if they like the class better next year, then hell, I mean, wait. You know, you don't. You know, Tom Brady's got a two-year commitment, so let's let's play that out. Hell, he could retire though. I don't think so. I think the guy wants to play till 45. Well, I don't think he... Well, like Troll G-Boy 2 said, I mean, what if Dolphin Smith eats it and oops? <laughs> well, I mean, again, that then that happens. I mean, you can't, <laughs> can't predict... Yeah, you can't predict the future, so... Right, I mean... Oh, and then he said, what about drafting a safety? Let me take that one, this one. So, sure. again, jumping off of what Plus was saying, you don't want to force a pick. Right, I mean, a lot of fans of throwing James last year or two years ago. You don't need to take a guy because the fan base thinks that you need to. Okay, we don't necessarily need a safety. We have Jordan Whitehead, who's a very good player. We have um, what the hell is his name? Mike Edwards. Edwards. Edwards, yeah. mm -hmm. Edwards who we just drafted last year, who's was injured at the beginning of the year, and now he's developing. Let your right. players you drafted grow. Yes, MJ Stewart, we drafted him. We thought we, we could let him grow. It didn't look like it. So that's why they went and got other corners. Edwards showed flashes at the end of the last year. So, I mean, why take another tied safety when, again, Jason Light, he can pluck some guys. I know he had – everyone talks about the kicker. And some of the, the duds he's had, but the, he's also had some really high quality drafts. I mean, look at the James Winston draft. Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Quan Alexander. Um, there was an off, another offensive line, or right now, who was it? There was one other player that was really good, wasn't there? But either way, that's four guys that are starters in the NFL. I mean, I'm saying James Winston as well. Mm -hmm. But, and Quan got a monster contract. He was a fourth round pick. So he can pick guys very well and he's getting better I think he's getting better but time will tell it's less less than a week guys um, also Matt again he says OJ rumors are smoke to drive Gronk speculation yeah that's one big Bucks Twitter uh, I guess well how would you say this advisor I don't know was throwing the Gronk noise I don't think it's possible I I no. Let, he's had he's been on record crying over how many concussions he's had. Mm -hmm. I don't think you yeah. want to come back and affect your head and your life that way. So no, no, I don't think he comes back. Mm -hmm. I I don't see Gronk being an option. Uh, plus, you have to give compensation to the Patriots to to acquire him. Yeah. I I just don't. Yeah, I don't see that you give him at OJ all. For that? Hmm? You give him OJ for Gronk? No. No, that makes zero sense. And. You know, and then there's the rumor OJ for Julian Edelman. Again, another uh, thing that's just wild and absurd. So a guy ten yeah. years older. Yeah, I just I don't see it. I don't see OJ going anywhere. You know, I mean, if it is, it's going to be because we were sitting pretty smiling at all the picks people. Someone was going to give us. Exactly. Yep. And then Beef Tongue said Sitchi and Kappa were the other players. Yeah, I mean Sitchi Kappa. Uh, I mean, even trading down for Vita Vea. I mean, Sean Murphy Bunting, all of last year's draft mm -hmm. was damn good. Say what you just want to say about Matt Gay, but he was the best kicker we've had in a long time. 
a very long time, and that was his rookie year. Can't yeah. shit on the bed for a rookie year. What if the second year he goes 85% or better? I mean, and he gives you that potential to kick 60-yard field goals where mm-hmm. it is possible he's going to make it. Not, oh, go out there. Let's see. Please, God, let it happen. Like, he can <laughs> make those. I mean, right. I thought last year's was a hell of a knockout. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, like, Jason Light gets a lot of bad rap, a lot I think our fan base is very, very critical. That's it. But rightfully so. We've been losing for so damn long. We want to win. That's why they brought in Tom Brady to try and find a proven winner. Let's hope it develops into wins, right? Right. No, absolutely. But other than that, yeah, so Matt said, go Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, you have any other points to touch on or guys in the chat, have anything else to talk touch on? I mean, no, I mean, again, you know, we're just kind of waiting, seeing and hoping, you know, this pandemic, you know, you know, goes away quickly and hopefully, you know, we can resume back to some, you know, some type of normalcy. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, just excited for the draft next week. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to be exciting because we really don't know you know, what these teams are zeroing in on as far as prospects, like the boards that we think are, you know, projected and, and maybe falls that way could be completely opposite. And we could see like a, another, you know, Oakland Raiders pick of, um, you know, <laughs> Cleveland Farrell at five. four or, you know, a Devin White at five, something like that, where it's just like, okay, um, you know, so there could be, or Daniel Jones, I should say, at six, you know, something like that, where it's just out of the blue, didn't expect it. Um, you know, that could be very much in play next week, which is is exciting because, you know, for the most part, drafts somewhat are predictable, um, but you always have those unpredictable moves come out of you know out of nowhere. But we could see a lot more of those, you know, starting next Thursday. Yeah, Matt said he thinks there's trades will be down because of the virtual draft. I agree, yeah. And I think that's probably why you're hearing so much more noise the week before the draft because of that. Because, I mean, once you're in that, holy, like, like literally Jason Lights would be like me in front of computer monitors like, oh, what, what do I do? Like, so, I mean, but <laughs> yeah. where's my phone? Um, uh, John Spitek? Like, so, it's going to be confusing, let's be honest. I mean, this is mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars, again, that you're, you're putting on the line. Your team's future. I mean, you got to be right. prepared. They go through these scenarios, yeah. So, but still, when you're in the heat of it, and you've—I don't care how long you've been through it, and you're used to it, you're never—you're still hearts beating, and especially in a new environment where you're looking at a screen instead of talking with everyone in the room. I think it's going to be fun regardless, and this is an actual environment where now, based on us being on YouTube, we all can share together, like here in the group. In between picks, we're going to be shooting the shit, guys. I mean, I hope yeah. you all get drinks. I, I, hopefully, we'll do some way of bringing fans in to talk and stuff like that. I got to look into that. But then again, look, I'll, we always mess up with some audio thing. But, hey, we're going to be <laughs> on probably three hours, so let's see. <laughs> uh, wait, a couple last questions. He says, this is Beef Tongue. You think we draft someone to be our new returner? Uh, that would be because our special uh, teams have been scary for a long time. Yeah, I mean that would be interesting. I I would like to see it. Um, again, it just depends on you. You want that guy to produce in some type of way other than special teams. Um, you want that guy to, you know, provide some type of, um, playmaking ability, you know, other than special teams. So, but I I would like to see it. I love Joe Reed out of Virginia. I think he's the best returner in the draft and. I like to see him be a guy that maybe they draft late, like sixth, seventh round, that could maybe be a potential slot receiver as well. So uh, I, I wouldn't mind that pick. But yeah, I mean, they definitely need a guy back there that can do something. So there's a lot of actually good returners in this draft. I mean, mm-hmm. so yes, we do need to draft some sort of returner. And that's one thing I've always given Jason Light like compliments on. He somehow finds starters. Like, multiple starters in one draft. When we look at last year, he found Devin White, Sean Murphy Bunting in the slot, Jamil Dean eventually took over on the outside. He found three starters. Matt Gay, starting kicker. 
Yeah. You have Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards later in the season. So you almost got five potential starters in one draft. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Um, so kick returner would be a starter. I know you say he has to play something else besides just returner. And that's where you look at a guy like Lim Bowden. I really like Lim Bowden. I know he's mm-hmm. got character issues, I guess, because he got in a fight before his bowl game and stuff like that. But that dude is a dog. I mean, out of Kentucky, yeah. played every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and special. Like, he can make you miss. He doesn't have breakaway speed, but he has that just enough to make you miss and get into the open field. And mm-hmm. hey, it's something we don't really have right now. I mean, Scotty Miller is deep speed, but not shiftiness. Uh, another yeah. guy, I think his name is Mike Leak. No, no, Mike Leak. So, some out of Maryland. He's a big returner. Or uh, something leak. But really good returner. Literally, you look at his highlights, it's all returning. Like, mm-hmm. he's a, just a speed guy. If you want a speed guy, go him. If you want a guy that can be a gadget, do everything, Lynn Bowden my, is, my, is my top guy. Mm. Uh, yeah. I like I like Joe Reed. I think that guy, Joe, yeah. I, he's, he's a stud. So He seems like a low-key, too, guy. I like, mm-hmm. watched some interviews with him. He's humble, I guess you'll say. Yeah. And, Matt, we are streaming during the draft. Like, from probably 30 minutes prior to the first pick and then all the way past 14 if I can make it because I'll, I'll be drinking. Let's put it that way. It'll, <laughs> it'll be rowdy. <laughs> um, Trill Boy 2 said the running back, Logan, was decent at returner, right? He was, but I don't think he's a, he's on the roster right now. No, he's still, he's still on the team. He is? Yeah, I believe so. He was decent. I mean, like... Mm-hmm. They all always say, Rory's looking to keep the bottom of the roster fluid and find yeah. something better. I mean, and that's yeah. right now, I mean, our roster is pretty loaded. I haven't seen it this loaded in a while. And if we're only fixing the bottom, the top's only going to keep pushing up. I mean, that's another reason why, I'm like, holy crap, if you get Henry Ruggs in the first round, Jerry Judy first round, one of these top guys, do you sign back Chris Godwin? Yes, I hope you do. But you got to keep thinking future, future, future. Look ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll probably make this the last question. We're, we're getting near an hour. Uh, Beef Tongue said, do we have a backup player currently in our roster that could be a starter in other teams? Sort of like Bradley McDougal when he left for Seattle. Mm, that's a great question. Uh, you know, close. I would look... I'm sorry, what did you say? William Golston's close. Yeah, I'd say William Golston. You know, you look at... Um, I would say the tight end group, obviously, I think, you know, those guys can be, most of those guys could be starters on other teams. Uh, you look at, um, I think the linebacker group, I think there's some potential starters in there. Uh, I think Kevin Minter could be a, a starter, um, you know, cornerback, you know, obviously Sean Murphy bunting, I think can start inside or outside. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some guys that could start. That's a good question. Yeah, you named a lot of them. Yeah, tight end and I mean, wide receiver. I'm not going to say any anyone behind Godwin could start right now. No, you pretty much named him. Because old line, yeah, we don't have much depth in there either. That's why, like okay. Matt was saying earlier, build the trenches. Yeah. I fully agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if one of our guys go down, we said the same thing last year. If, if Vita Vea had gone down at any time of the season... Yeah. What the hell happens? I know. <laughs> Not good. Right? I mean, and that's yeah. the reason why like, we're, we keep saying get a defensive tackle because Sue's going on a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was serviceable, but imagine a guy that is high ceiling, really athletic, really great potential next to Vita Vea. Middle of our line, again, is what our defense is built around, centering pressure in the A-gaps. If you have two monsters in the middle – Everything behind those guys is easy. And the edge rushers is easy because everyone's coming down in to block the A-gaps. So there's going to be one-on-ones on the outside. If you have Shaq Barrett, JPP on the outside, hell, if you draft another guy or uh, who's the one-eye guy that's still on the roster, he didn't look too bad either. Or Anthony Nelson, same thing. Like These guys, one-on-ones, eat. Because you, if you have a Vita Bay and a Kinlaw, everything will be easier. That's why I, that's why I hope who falls, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, tight end and linebacker, I guess you'll say. Huh? Yeah, I agree. 
But let's end it on that. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. We can't wait for the draft. We'll be another probably official mock draft on Monday. Pre-draft. And then Thursday, get get ready, guys. It's going to be a long one. Bring your <laughs> beverage of choice. I'm going to be bringing a beer, probably a highlight or something, something special. Hopefully, we'll be chatting in Twitter or Facebook or wherever. Yeah, join the Facebook link down below if you're not in that group already. Tell me what you're drinking. Hopefully, we can talk about it <laughs> in the group chat. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like the video, please subscribe. Beef Tongue, thank you. But overall, it's always been fun. And plus, any last words? No, just thank you uh, to all the guys. Uh, my damn headphones dropping in and out. It's going out with uh, a bang. <laughs> thank you uh, to all who joined the chat. And uh, again, um, like Mark said, please uh, subscribe, like, and share uh, our videos. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, feel free to join us next Thursday. It's going to be awesome. Um, like Mark said, we'll probably have a, a mock draft Monday once again. So uh, it, it should be a lot of fun next week. Uh, can't wait. Awesome, guys. See you Monday. Go Bucks.